0: People of Earth, your
1: welcome to Conspiracy, the show with your hosts Adam Todd Brown and Connor McSpadden.
0: Your
2: Hey, everybody! Welcome to Conspiracy, the
1: show. I'm Adam Todd Brown. I'm Connor McSpadden. Who are you? I'm Travis fucking Clark. You're here again. I didn't leave. Yeah, you're not my real dad. (laughs) That doesn't matter because it's a podcast, but it's still true. Yeah, it is true.
0: Although,
2: how's everyone been since we recorded last like Um, five, ten minutes ago?
0: A little more hydrated.
1: (laughs) Chilling, yeah. Yeah.
2: Smoked some cigarettes. We uh, drank some water. We're killing it yeah man and now we're ready to talk about courtney love possibly being a cia operative speaking of killing it <laughs> <laughs> oh this is everything in this episode comes from the same book we referenced last time drugs as a weapon against us mr. by mr potash by mr <laughs> potash Oh, Mr. Potash!
1: It sounds like a terrible like <laughs> breakfast dish that they serve you in the South. Like, oh yeah, Potash. It's just potato skin, just the skin. And then they mix it with like pig feet. Yeah. It's Potash. And hash. Yeah. There's a
0: little bit of hash in there, too. And this is a book that I suspect on this
2: podcast we're going to get about 25 episodes out of because it's a billion <laughs> pages long and it covers so many different things, but today, specifically, we're talking about Courtney Love and the possibility that she was, as part of the MK Ultra program, our favorite mind control program on this podcast. And Is there's, that there's the, stiff
1: competition.
0: Yeah, there's a lot. Is it mind control, but controls with a K? Is that what MK stands for? No, I went through, we I went forget through what it, it was. last
2: time.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: There was the MK. Yeah, I don't remember. But I mean, it,
0: MK Ultra does sound like one of those low carb beers. I've been drinking MK Ultra, man. I've been really, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: I've been, you know, I've been trying to take care of myself. I've been meditating and drinking MK Ultra.
0: This is a quote from Drugs as a Weapon
2: Against Us. Despite some singing talent. Much of Love's life makes her appear a fantasy-driven drug addict seeking glory by marrying a rock star or becoming one. However, closer scrutiny suggests she may have been groomed or conditioned from an early age to carry out some U.S. intelligence tasks. So buckle up, listeners.
0: Okay, first off, off the bat, that is a crazy sentence. This is not your grandfather's kurt cobain conspiracy yeah this is like okay that's a pretty crazy theory and then it gets crazier that's the thing about mk ultra i bring it up whenever people are
2: dismissive of of conspiracy conspiracy theories in general it's like sometimes this shit is
1: real yeah i mean they did it for like 30 years
2: a long time you know when it was first found out they the government's big sticking point is people were like hey the government's doing this massive like mind control experimentation thing and the government was like it's not massive it's, <laughs> but then we found documents focused <laughs> but then we found documents that revealed that it was like a nationwide thing that went into other
0: countries well what broke the mk ultra story
1: misfiling some of the records for it because a lot of them had been destroyed and then other ones uh, that were kind of like uh, transferred over from just like a dutiful fire clerk who's like oh yeah, yeah. we got some of your peanut butter and our chocolate and then uh, someone fired the <laughs> Freedom of Information Act request and then and that's how we got like a sliver of uh, what was actually yeah. documented about it.
2: And if you watch the
0: Wormwood documentary.
1: I was just
2: going to say
0: Wormwood is part of this right?
2: Right. It, yeah. That I think a lot of it probably came out through the course of that investigation. And that's where
0: Courtney Love threw a guy out of a hotel
2: Exactly. She did him by his ankles like Suge Knight.
1: Cor- Courtney Love is the comedian from Watchmen.
2: <laughs> so, so yeah, that is a crazy ass quote. But this is not as crazy of a theory as it seems. It's crazy, but it's not as implausible as it sounds, especially given what we know about MK Ultra. Which anyone listening to this, if you're listening for the first time, go back and listen to our MK Ultra episodes. And uh, learn up on that shit.
1: Yeah, there, there's some fun ones.
0: Really does sound like it's, like, it's a high reward point. Oh, you got to get the MK Ultra uh, episodes. Those are the.
1: Yeah, it's not like <laughs> someone trying to upsell you on a Pontiac. It's like, well, if you get the MK Ultra <laughs> suspension, it's guaranteed for three years. Uh, it comes with a sunroof.
2: Yeah. So let's talk about Linda Carroll. Oh, uh, good is...
1: old LC.
2: <laughs> she is Courtney Love's mom. Not hot
1: mom, like we saw with Kurt. No, not like Kurt. Just
0: Courtney loves plain ass mom. But although, I bet she was all right. I don't know. It took a lot of Kurt to make Francis pretty.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty funny. Yeah, Courtney is aggressively not my type. She, Have you seen how Francis just doesn't really like she's like, yeah, I don't know, like dumb's a good song, but I don't really like Nirvana. <laughs>
2: yeah, which fuck her. Nirvana's a good band.
1: Yeah, Nirvana's a good <laughs> shut up. Yeah. What are you like talking an about? Idiot. So uh, <laughs> It's Adam's birthday. He's like he <laughs> yeah. gets to be a little Let
2: me call Kurt Cobain's daughter an idiot. Yeah, hey, yeah.
1: He gets to be on Hinge. Shut
0: up, you half orphan. <laughs> <laughs> orphan.
2: So, Linda Carroll, she was the adopted daughter of a family with major stock holdings in both the Bausch and Loam Company and gold mining. What?
1: Rich family. We're not gold digging? Am I right, guys? <laughs> hey, oh! come on. <laughs> oh, yeah! fucking conspiracy dice clay over <laughs> hey! here. Hey! She gave birth
2: to Courtney Michelle Harrison on July 9th, 1964. <laughs> well,
1: that doesn't fit at all. More like Horison. Hi. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> oh, hoes. You
2: get it? (laughs) Fact. Courtney Love is the exact same astrological sign of every crazy person I've ever dated.
0: Well, that's proof right there that she killed somebody.
1: There's no way you're an astrology guy.
2: No, I'm into it.
1: Are you really? What? Yeah, I believe it. I'm into
2: it. I think it's very accurate. Astrology. Not astronomy. Astrology. I think people's signs are actually a representation of what their personality is like. Because anytime I tell people I'm a Pisces, they're like, oh... You might kill yourself someday. And I'm like, yeah, that's accurate. (laughs) I guess you're right.
1: Yeah. um, But so, I mean, I think maybe there's something to the notion that people born. It's like, like November babies are usually football players. Like I think like what? To, to that, like, cause uh, there's a certain uh, age where if you're born, then you, you just miss one year of school cutoff. So the fact that you're a little bigger than the other kids, just from how quickly you kind of develop as a very young child, you have, uh, you're more, more encouraged to go into sports and stuff like that. So just most football players are born in November. I don't know if that's the exact month, but I think there's a little bit of something like that that could be right. a play, you know, but I mean, further than that, I, this, this seems very uncharacteristic for somebody for you to be into. You know I host a conspiracy theory podcast where <laughs> I, I, guess, I believe
2: yeah. like 70% of them yeah. <laughs> It
0: would be amazing if Connor was like, I didn't know. I had no idea.
1: <laughs> yeah. You host
2: that? Yeah, it's what is it? I listen to yeah. it. It's good. I
1: it's good. Just, it just doesn't seem like you're bad. I don't, I'm not begrudging you for it. I mean, I'm there's.
2: not like – I don't study it, but I don't disagree that there's something to – astrological signs in a
0: person's personality. You don't disagree that a very open-ended sentence could apply to almost anyone? Exactly. (laughs) Okay, cool. Why would I disagree with that?
1: Joe Dash said a great bit about how astrology just makes you a space racist. You're just discriminating. You're like, I don't date Pisces. And it's like, how's that different (laughs) than saying a black guy? You're a space racist. (laughs)
2: That's a good point. I am a space racist. Get that drop. (laughs) (laughs) So her dad, I never knew this, Hank Harrison, briefly managed the Grateful Dead when they were still called the Warlocks and sucked even more than they did when they became the Grateful Dead.
1: Yeah, Uh, the Grateful Dead suck ass, dude. Yeah, they
2: were trash. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Don't get it. Uh, Grateful Dead bassist Phil Lesh is her godfather. Her godmother, on the other hand, is a woman named Del Non Winblad DeMarco. What? Who's obviously up to some shit with a name like that.
1: She's a Warcraft villain? (laughs) Winblade DeMarco, the king of the trolls. And DeMarco's husband was
2: a right wing type who owned a huge ranch in Delano, California. I think it's Delano.
1: Delano, yeah. Delano what? They got a good they got a good farming museum there that I went to one <laughs> yeah. time.
2: And he was one of migrant farm worker organizer Cesar Chavez's biggest foes.
0: Well, yeah, with a name like Windblad DeMarco, you can't be a good guy.
1: Yeah.
2: Courtney was born about sixteen months before the acid tests at which the Grateful Dead performed. That was the Ken Kesey shit, right? That was the Ken what Kesey shit. What is
1: the acid test?
0: It what exactly Tune in, drop out, all that yeah. shit, right? Yeah.
2: It was like the public version of MK Ultra where they were just like, hey, what if we give everyone L
0: S D Yeah everyone figured out happens? that like L S D was they figured out how to make it. Uh-huh. And then it was just you got together, you listened to a shitty band like Grateful Dead, and you're like, this is terrible. Yeah. So you took acid and you're like, that's oh, not so bad. Yeah, yeah. And what's crazy about that, that's not unlike
2: what happened with MK ultra MK ultra a a big part of it was just giving people acid and seeing what happened. And that's what led to the Frank Olson murder and all that shit. But what we also know about MK ultra is a lot of it happened in San Francisco. Yeah. Like they had brothel, the CIA set up brothels and fucking drugged people with LSD. And it's worth noting this conspiracy, uh, posits that not only is Courtney love, connected to the CIA but was trained as a prostitute by the cia how what? much
1: training did she need i mean no, right. probably
0: not a she lot. took yeah. to it like a champ it yeah. was not the, yeah. M- mk
1: ultra like the the experiments were really on some like joseph mangala like throw a dartboard at a body part and a crime and just be like yeah. what if we try to replace your tits with cats <laughs> you know and it was just then they're just like yeah, yeah, "Yeah, we'll give you heroin and see if you're better at math like it was just very random
0: uh <laughs>
2: But what's crazy is we know it all happened. Yeah. And we know when and we know where and Courtney Love at at the very least was there. She was in the area where all the MK Ultra shit was really happening in San Francisco. Yeah. And that's the thing about on
1: the CBGB of MK <laughs> Ultra. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's the thing like the the title of this episode sounds crazy but yeah. as you go through it shit kind of adds up like it doesn't sound that crazy and the first being that she was raised in San Francisco by a mother who had deep connections to the acid test scene and just that movement in general and had that right Bausch- when MKUltra was happening. <laughs> and had that Bausch and Loam cash. She had some money.
1: Oh, I didn't even remember that those two names. They're off. They're off the Google doc now. <laughs> so I, I, those are those were lost to me. Well, good pull. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks.
0: Bausch and Loam. Bauch They're they the eyeglass people the contact lenses and all that shit.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't Some that.
0: fucking deep pockets.
2: So the uh, Linda Carroll was, and the book says intimately connected to drug users in ken casey's acid test scene where during these acid test parties there were mk ultra scientists who showed up at these things because the dude
1: with like a fucking square cut haircut just like god damn it why do we have to listen to this shit
2: (laughs) but that yeah that's that's what we were doing kind of as a country
0: at the time was just seeing what we could do with acid so ken casey's sitting around he's like Cuckoo's Nest fucking was awesome. I guess I'll just go hang out with the dead now and drive around in the Magic Bus. Is that what's happening? I don't know a lot about Ken Casey.
2: Ken Casey. fucking hate the Grateful Dead so much.
0: So the Magic Bus, which we all know, the Who song, was about Ken Casey and his merry pranksters who did the acid test. And they drove around in a school bus and just gave acid to people during the acid test shit.
2: You know who else did that? What? The American government. Well, uh, I'm saying. as it- Just as a whole. <laughs> as a whole. Yeah. But see, that's. That's the thing. I mean Just the bus kinda... wasn't
1: decorated as fun. It was just yeah. a black van.
2: Yeah, we're kind of making jokes, but what yeah. happened with the acid test does parallel how MKUltra worked, where they would just give people acid
0: and see what the fuck how's this going to go? Allegedly someone who may be related to me was in the military and uh Are you alleging that they were in the military? I'm alleging of the what the story is <laughs> that uh there was some acid going around, in, in the government, in the I'm sorry, in the in the army, and they just gave it to him, and he stood on the desk and went, "I'm very tall," and made other people who were his subordinates come in and tell them that he was tall. Is he? Not really. He's about my height, <laughs> <laughs> <Same> <laughs> height as me. But when you stand on the desk, and you're oh, on acid, acid yeah, is yeah. so great. Yeah, yeah, it's so
2: MK Ultra to me seems like a Dude. government experiment that. Did not go the way they
1: expected. Fucking yeah. new Unpops podcast acid test. You get three. <laughs> okay, Chet Wilde every week is <laughs> locked I'm way in down. locked in a cage with children's toys, and we film him.
2: <laughs> I would be into that. So Courtney, this whole thing is like Jacob's ladder, right? But and it it gets so much weirder. Like we we know her her mom did have connections to that scene, uh, a scene where MK Ultra was active. Also, and this isn't conspiracy theory talk. These are Courtney Love's own words. One, she says she was given acid at the age of three. Yep. Cool. Uh, She claims her dad did it, but there's like all these different. But also, what we do know for sure, her mom put her in psychotherapy at the age of three we don't even have memories at 3. Yeah, you don't right. even you don't have the vocabulary
1: yeah. to communicate the complexities of your psyche. I mean, what are you going to draw a picture? Like what's the what's the game plan there?
2: And at the time she put her in psychotherapy, they were living in San Francisco where a lot of the MK Ultra stuff was happening and specifically, let me find the guy's name by just typing in John. John Gittinger. He is he'll come up a lot more in this but he was one of the main MK Ultra researchers, and he was a, uh, a psychiatrist based in San Francisco.: Yeah, and that gets important later. But Courtney Love claims at the age of three, she was taken to a psychiatrist, and her claims get crazier from there.
0: But, but why? just
2: that alone, right? Yeah. That alone. Why are you sending your kid to a psychiatrist? How much of at a
1: bitch?: of Did you have to be at three years- old? <laughs>
0: Was she like, I'm gonna kill Kurt Cobain? Someday. I want to grow up and kill Gwunge.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: I want to not write my own album.
1: <laughs> I don't even believe that one. But <laughs> you don't believe she didn't
0: write that album?
1: Uh, no. I do. Yeah. You you think Kurt wrote it? I think Billy wrote it.
2: I think Billy wrote the second one. Oh, the second one, Celebrity Skin. Okay. Yeah. Billy Corgan himself is like. Yeah, I was kind of just showing them some shit I was working on and didn't think that was going to end up on their album, but whatever. Mm. And they do sound like Smashing Pumpkins songs. That's for sure. So, yeah, she was raising Courtney Love in San Francisco at this time. She also lived near Santa Clara Valley Medical Center a confirmed MK Ultra testing location confirmed well that's the thing it is that's what's so great about MK Ultra this shit is confirmed yeah because we got documents that proved it there were hundreds of hospitals <laughs> Adam
1: is birthday drunk <laughs> and excited <laughs>
2: There were hundreds of hospitals around the country that participated in this. Sometimes they knew,
0: sometimes they didn't.
1: That was the original Rick and Morty sauce at McDonald's. Was you had wanted to find a, an MK Ultra hospital where you could go get electrocuted. I so. like
0: that you go there and there's like a little check mark, like it's verified.
1: Oh, it's been <laughs> verified. Oh, it's good. It's up in the window. You know, you got like a little like decal, like this MK Ultra Just a little approved. piece of blotter paper. Like, yeah. What does that mean? Oh, what's the window
0: pane with a check next to it mean?
1: Yeah.
2: So. In federal hearings on CIA projects in 1995, two women, Chris Nicola and Claudia Mullen, testified that they were victims of MKUltra experiments in Subproject Monarch starting at the age of three years old. Subproject
0: Monarch? Three years old, just like Courtney Love. Just like Courtney Love. Mm. That's weird. I love their bands, though, Chris Nicola and Claudia Mullen. They were in <laughs> Babes in Toyland.
2: I don't think that's true. <laughs> I don't think it's true either. I citation needed. <laughs>
0: citation needed.
2: So, De Nicola and Mullen testified that LSD, trauma and hypnosis were used on them. Trauma from infancy until the age of 16 to help turn them into prostitutes and assassins for the CIA.
1: You're making like a gritty reboot of Charlie's Angels here. Is that what you're <laughs> doing? Yeah. And We're trying to turn you guys into a TNT original drama, so <laughs> if you wouldn't mind.
0: Rizzoli and Isles, but LSD and trauma. And Mullen testified that MK Ultra
2: superstars John Gittinger and Sidney Gottlieb, who we've talked about a bunch on this podcast, did the experimental training on her. Mm-hmm. So now we have Sidney Gottlieb, who we know at least was involved in the Wormwood shit, probably the assassin in the Wormwood shit. Yeah. And now his name's coming up in So John this Gittinger,
1: the also. guy that
0: we threw three year old Courtney to. Right. It oh fuck. Was yeah. working for MK Ultra. Cool. Yeah, it's great.
2: And her Mullen's account was detailed extensively in a book called Mass Control, written by Jim Keith. And that book also includes similar stories from two other women. It also mentions a 1992 speech by psychologist Dr. Corridan Hammond to an audience of psychology professionals at a regional conference on abuse and multiple personality. Hammond interviewed therapists nationwide to find that in about two thirds of ritual abuse cases, perpetrators used, quote, a highly developed and uniform technology of mind control and he further claimed that many of these cases had connections to the CIA and military and employed a type of technology originally created by the CIA. And that's what we Yikes. know about MKUltra. They yeah. were trying to develop mind control technology. So what is the
0: idea? You give someone so much trauma, they develop another personality, and that's the one that you're trying to activate? We'll get to it later, but that's
2: actually John Gittinger. That was his focus, was split personalities.
1: He was trying to like you know how you can reboot your computer and start Linux? You yeah. know, he was trying to do that <laughs> with like little slutty kids or whatever.
2: And yeah, why would they slutty kids?
1: Well yeah, they had slut they had slut training. Like this they they went to like slut cotillion for, for <laughs> that the government sent them to.
2: Yeah, it's uh John Gittinger becomes really interesting in this story, but the fact that he focused on personal on split personalities and then we'll talk about it later, but People like Kristen Fath and Courtney Love's own dad have gone on record and said that Courtney Love just kind of cycles in and out of different personalities. And at some points, that personality is very violent,
1: mm.
0: which. Cool.
2: So that's interesting. What a fun lady. <laughs> yeah. One of the groups that in this speech Hammond claimed practiced this was the Process Church which was located in San Francisco. Uh, they were tied to the Manson family. Oh, fun.
0: Yeah, of course. Another place that loved guns and violence and LSD and split personalities. You right. Know. Yeah. I I feel like
2: if we did an episode about the Manson family, we'd find some shit where we were like,
0: Ooh.
1: They did the never, government
2: I mean, kill Sharon Tate?
1: There's just a lot. Like They, they, they kind of pop up. Anything that, you know, in the, in the late 20th century in entertainment, there's always someone who knew someone in the Manson family.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. The so the question at this point, Courtney Love enters psychotherapy at the age of three. Is that a normal thing, or is it so crazy to suggest that maybe it was an MK
0: Ultra? Thing? Well, I'm gonna well, say well it, it's not a normal
1: thing. While well it does sound like some shit that parents in San Francisco would do, is like start you off on psychotherapy at the age of three. I think the proximity to these facilities, you know, and her family's background kind of suggests that they. She seems like a likely candidate.
2: Yeah, it's. Yeah. I mean, it's all circumstantial evidence, but people go to prison over
0: circumstantial evidence. I'm not here who worried about that. Devil's advocate, could she have just been a problem child? And this is a you ring? <laughs> <laughs> hey, devil, how are you, bud?
1: I'm doing good, bud. <laughs> it's
0: good to see you. Sound like my friend Alex? Jones. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alex is a. Uh, he's a. He's one of my favorite vessels <laughs> to communicate through.
0: Well, I just wanted to propose uh, this question. Do you think it could just be a wealthy family you have with a difficult child? And the idea is go fix her brain because we can't get her to do something. You know, Courtney Love is a saint. I've sp- I personally <laughs> spent thousands of hours
1: talking with her over a cup of shade-grown Arabica bean coffee. And I found her to be very personable. And, and there's no reason that she was a difficult child. Oh, God. I, I'm done. I can't. I, I'm out.
0: I mean,
2: that is possible. But <laughs> thanks, devil. Who yeah, no sends problem. a three-year-old to psychotherapy? That's. Rich people who can afford to.
1: I was just in San Francisco. Yeah. People in San Francisco.
2: Do we? Yeah, I mean that's especially that's like at possible. this time
1: when this kind of shit is all very new and hip, you know?
2: Right, but it's it is also still happening in the area where MK Ultra was happening, and we'll talk more about John Gittinger. In it, I think John Gittinger was the psychiatrist. Courtney Love was sent to. Mm-hmm. That's That kind of becomes the implication here. And at that point, whatever reason they sent her to psychotherapy, what's really important is what happened to her
0: during that psychotherapy. I like the idea, though, of this family, this family with wealthy means and you know, yep. the young daughter and they hear about mk ultra and they're like we need to plan for her future <laughs> yeah. What do we need to do i think she'd be a great slutty assassin
2: and the thing about her mom being from a wealthy family her mom was like a complete fuck up by this point like, oh
0: so strange that courtney loves mom exactly, was a yeah. total fuck
2: up she was just like moving from area to area and taking her daughter sometimes so leaving they her behind have,
0: sometimes they weren't Rolling in gold. Her family money. had money.
2: We don't know but that she that necessarily, necessarily trickled up. down to her. Yeah. By this point, because her mom at this point is like following the Grateful Dead around the country, so maybe she had the money to support that. But I don't get that she was like this San Francisco yuppie waiting for computers to break so she could follow her real passion. Like I think sh- 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 here's what I think about Courtney Love's mom. I think she was Courtney Love's mom. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. And that should say it all. I, I just, I had to take a break to tweet Courtney Love is the Suge Knight of Grunge because <laughs> I think that's pretty true. Uh, that um, seems pretty accurate. I, it's so crazy that she, Courtney Love seems like she should be dead. Like, it, it doesn't seem like there should be a character like this with all of this crazy stuff going on that is still alive. Like, I really want to yeah. kind of see the deathbed confession after she dies books by friends that kind of like go into a lot of this stuff because i feel like she's a person with who's just been around a lot of history oh the
0: guy from the leaving trains is terrified of her yeah that her ex-husband her ex her first husband oh yeah well yeah i don't know if he one of her husbands comes up in this
2: and yeah the thing the other weird question about courtney love is why do we not have a long history of courtney love going to jail
0: We do, but for the wrong things. Yeah, but not for
2: like beating the shit out of Kathleen Hanna at Lollapalooza. Like all of these,
1: she did that. She
2: just punched the shit out of her at a concert.
1: She's a rebel girl, dude.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And there's all of these incidents of Courtney Love physically assaulting people and never going to jail for it. Why does that happen? I don't know. Because she's a woman. No. Is that what we want to lean on? No. Just because she's a woman. I don't fucking matriarchy
1: ruling the world
0: I don't know how to respond to that Uh, that's the thing it's weird it's weird I mean
1: is she uh, she's probably rich at the time of these incidents that's gotta help
2: yeah, but like Cat Williams has decent cash, and he goes to jail every four months. Right, but he doesn't
0: have Nirvana money that won't stop coming. Neither did Courtney Love. Mm. Courtney,
2: Kurt Cobain had Nirvana money. Right, but he, now she is the heir
0: to that. Well, yeah, now. And so, so now when you're at Lollapalooza punching Kathleen Hanna in the face, you've got Nirvana lawyers and Nirvana money to keep you from uh, going to jail. Yeah, I'm sure it's just that. I hope.
2: <sighs> Let's carry on.
1: So the uh, I have reason to believe that Courtney Love is a shapeshifter <laughs> who takes the form of a passerby or a bystander, and at which point she has imprisoned uh, multiple clones of which she has <laughs> stockpiles in the billions. Uh, we're on this after I tell you about the good folks <laughs> over at uh, uh, the Fancy Toothpaste. <laughs> yeah, that's what I. This is how it goes.
2: So this is uh, this is another interesting point. At one point, Courtney Love's mom moves to New Zealand. Sure. And <laughs> yeah. Uh at first leaves Courtney Love in Oregon, but eventually flies Courtney Love out to Oregon. But that doesn't work out well. So someone flies to New Zealand and brings Courtney Love back to the United States. What? And that person who did it, her therapist. Oh. God. I'm not in therapy, but I feel like, hey, come get me from New Zealand is a boundary most ethical therapist would not cross i am in therapy
0: and i will tell you what the rule is the rule is you cannot initiate contact outside unless you have permission for instance my therapist once saw me at a del taco not to brag and left (laughs) because he was like oh that's weird i can't and he told me about it he's like i I told he told me about it next time i saw him he goes my thing is if i see you in public I can't initiate contact. I can't right. because people don't know who I am to you. And I'm not You're certainly not taking people to the airport. You're certainly not going to another country and accompanying somebody back. Right.
2: Yeah. This wasn't yeah. just
0: that they picked her up at the airport. They fucking flew to
2: New Zealand to fly her back to L.A. Yeah. And John Gittinger will come up again in a little bit in relation to that. But around the age of 14, Courtney briefly moved in with Hank Harrison and she tells him that this psychiatrist that she's been seeing molested her. Sweet. She also says he hypnotized her and gave her the psychohypnotic drugs Tuanol and seconol, starting at least as
1: early as the age of seven. Two of the worst Pokemon in the entire <laughs> roster.
2: And Hank Harrison isn't the most... Trustworthy source, Mm -hmm. but I I like his explanation. He he basically says I believed Courtney because what fourteen year old would have knowledge of those. Drugs, right? Yeah,
1: we're
0: not living in a Google age. There's no way you can. I mean, maybe that. she yeah. saw
1: him lying around just at some of the acid test parties. Yeah, or well, I mean, like that,
0: no, but... they're not living in a Google age then. That's what I'm saying. There's no yeah. way you yeah. yeah. go on and look that and shit up and be like, oh, I know this drug, yeah, because I typed in what are drugs I could talk about and sound right. cool, you know? Yeah, yeah, to
2: know about those drugs, she had to have some kind of experience with them. And uh, MK Ultra researchers have cited CIA documents. That detail their psychiatrist's use of Seekinol as a narcohypnotic to gain trance states.
0: Mm. So that's weird. So, what, you're throwing mm. it in the kid, making them go into a trance, and programming them for later?
1: pretty much there's Sweet. on the MK yeah. Ultra episode they just to put you into sleep mode and then just like
2: <laughs> on the MK <laughs> put Ultra put
0: screensaver over it yeah,
1: yeah yeah
2: on the MK Ultra episode we talked about a guy who went on to become the president of the American and Canadian Psychiatric Associations
1: and he had, he had both belts yeah. he united them
2: <laughs> <laughs> his whole thing was this uh, concept called psychic driving where he would basically get you so high that you were in a coma yeah And then he would just play tape loops to try and like erase bad memories.
1: That's what they did And that's the whole plot Of Brave New World Is that from the time That you're a little kid There's a little speaker In your bed And you're, you're They basically make people Like according to caste systems Biologically like, By putting alcohol In their like development tanks so right. that You'll be kind of Stupider and slower And smaller If you just have to Work manual labor And there's a little voice That says every night Like it's like I'm a Delta I love working In the coal mine yeah. I love getting my hands dirty I love to, And it's like Could you do that With I love killing rock stars I love You know
2: Like I know it's a Wacky thing That people People, like everyone scoffs when they hear about the secret, but the secret is, if anyone doesn't know how it works, it's a bit. The real high overview is the thoughts, like what you think, comes back to you, right? Yeah. And that's that didn't start with the secret. That's research that's been happening for decades and decades about the subconscious.
1: And it, it kind of eavesdrops on your conscious mind, and by being more right. disciplined in your thoughts. You're thinking more constructively and less, you know, uh, end of the world all the time. Then right. you'll, you'll, you'll probably inherit a little bit more happiness from the subconscious processes that are going on, you know, at all times yeah. concurrently with your conscious mind.
2: And it's a thing I've even fucked with. I have literally recorded myself saying things that were going to happen and listened to it when I slept. Yeah, I know. You have a <laughs> podcast network. It's literally... <laughs> well, one of the things when I was still living in South Dakota, I was like, I'm going to get a job with a major publication which is crazy because I was living in South Dakota working on the internet at the time. Yeah, And within like three months, I got a job running a Playboy website from my couch in South Dakota. And that's not like evidence that this shit is real. But I don't know, man. It sounds like a dream to
1: me. It is kind of just like, I think, <laughs> having the mood or having the kind of like... Cause if you you know it's like say I'm like I want a TV show but I'm like ah, I suck I don't I'm not that right. funny I'm not I, there's not my career's not really hot right now or anything it's like I'm not gonna get I think having the mindset of like yeah I'm I want a TV show I'm gonna get one I deserve one yeah I think that that is a much more productive if you walk around thinking like that that's why fucking narcissists and sociopaths are so successful right. because they're they're all their subconscious is just hearing them go like yeah you're God's gift to the earth right. Like,
0: and then when someone's like, "You fucking suck," you're like, "No, I don't." Yeah, no. Yeah, what are you fucking crazy,
1: dumbass? <laughs> you yeah. fucking
0: suck. Yeah, not and you. you.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're awesome. yeah. You're great, <laughs> dude. Yeah. This is a good time.
2: <laughs> so let's talk about John Gittinger. John Gittinger. John Gittinger done.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, I was thinking it.
2: <laughs> As we mentioned earlier, he was an MK Ultra researcher who specialized in split personality disorders, which is what. Everyone in Courtney Love's life says she has, is split personality disorders. Hank Harrison wrote a book about Courtney Love where he mentions a conversation with Kristen Pfaff. Uh, I already said that. Never mind. Uh, but Kristen Faff uh, has also or did also go on record and say, yeah, Courtney Love has multiple personalities. It's scary. She's violent. She cycles in and out of different personalities. So is
0: Courtney Love the split personality and Courtney Harrison's the real lady is that what the deal is Did
1: Courtney hate
0: could be yeah. <laughs> Courtney I don't know well, yeah, well <laughs> love
1: is just like a stage name right right but it isn't, yeah
0: isn't a stage name a persona you create like isn't that just kind of a
1: yeah that's like that's her Ziggy Stardust yeah you know and then when she's the thin white Duke that's when she starts killing people <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know
2: so the thing about John Gettinger we know he worked in the San Francisco area. We know he worked on split personality stuff. At one point, he takes his split personality operation to Australia. Oh! And you know what's really close to Australia? Tasmania. New Zealand. Oh, New Zealand too, yeah. yeah. So is it possible that John Gittinger was... The guy who took her and picked her up? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. She at one point, uh, like I said, she also said this guy molested her. Uh, she explained all of these experiments involving drugs that do line up with the things that were done to people. That's how you do sci- psychic MK driving Ultra.
1: with a stick shift. You gotta go <laughs> pop the clutch. And now, that's not a nice thing to say. About it's it's it. not. I'm sorry. I mean, I think you killed a great a great man, but I mean, I don't think you're uh, that should have happened to you.
2: <laughs> so that's that's weird that this MK Ultra psychiatrist who was working in San Francisco. At one point, moves his operation to Australia, and around this same time, Courtney Love is maybe involved in MK Ultra shit and is moved from New Zealand to the United States by her psychiatrist. That's, I get that it's not proof that she killed Kurt Cobain, no. but that's fucking weird. But it gets you to the
0: ballpark. It's yeah. really strange. It's the public transit that takes you to the location. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and another
2: weird thing: all of the women who've testified to having been subjected to this before, they were like, we were trained as prostitutes, like not just. Well, yeah,
1: MK Ultra had brothels. Yeah, MK
2: Ultra had brothels. Definitely in San Francisco, probably other places. Because they would
1: want to drug you in a situation where you'd be embarrassed to talk about it, you right. know. And they hadn't invented Magic the Gathering yet, so they, th- <laughs> <laughs> they thought hookers—that's the ticket.
0: But aren't they also training them to be? I mean, we still do this now. You hear with all the spy shit that like they're using sex as a way to get close to powerful people and then get them to tell you shit, right? Oh yeah. Oh that's yeah. What, I mean, is that the idea. Yeah, they, I watch The Americans. Are they, are I know these, how it works. Or is it just a bunch of fucking pedophiles having fun with children? Like, I can't. What's happening No, I, I, I get that the I mean, a
1: little of column A, a little of <laughs> column B. I mean, yeah. there's always there. a little there bit of know.
0: Columbine in there, too, I think. <laughs> oh, if yeah. I'm there. It's
2: the Columbine <laughs> Eagle flying high. So uh, this is from a book called Courtney Love, The Real Story, which, uh, fine, it was written by a friend of hers named Poppy Z. Bright. What And I get that that's not the best source,
0: but according are, are to her... You, are you saying Miss Zebright doesn't necessarily <laughs> have
2: the most accurate uh, portrayal of Miss Love? But according to her, and keep the prostitutes thing in mind, Courtney claimed at one point she worked for organized crime in Japan as a stripper. Yeah, she used
0: her ha-hukuza. I think kuza I, I think she just
1: got high and watched Kill Bill and thought that was her. <laughs> Could have been, yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, Why why is she traveling so much? Because she's in the CIA. (laughs) Duh. (laughs)
1: Duh.
0: I forget that comes with a a platinum boarding pass.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. She
0: she referred to this
2: work she did as, quote, the white slave trade.
1: In the Delta Premium Lounge.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
0: Has
2: a pass. And implied that it involved prostitution. Also, Courtney Love biographer Melissa Rossi. That's a tough job. (laughs) Also said Courtney reported having worked as a prostitute in Taiwan as a teen. Hank also. Cl- Hank. She says Harrison, it in proper
1: English. I will love you for a long time. <laughs> yes.
2: Hank Harrison, her dad, also claims he found Courtney working as a prostitute in San Francisco at one point for a madam who went on to become a lifelong advisor to love. Well,
0: you know, they, that, that's
2: that's really the role of a madam
0: absolutely it's uh you
2: Keep know i'm just I'm, tight. I'm just
1: imagining it's the puppet madam from the old, <laughs> the old <laughs> comedian yeah in
2: 1980 hank harrison moves to dublin to work on a book project 16 year old courtney goes to live with hank during this time and at this time she's hanging out with a guy named steve o'leary who it has been confirmed since cia operative jesus christ working for the cia i mean she
1: just can't avoid these people you know <laughs>
2: And even better, at one point, she buys a 1,000 hits of acid, or just has a 1,000 hits of acid.
1: That's too many.
2: And she and Steve O'Leary go to Liverpool to distribute acid, which, what? remember, the other theory here is she infiltrates upstart music scenes yeah. with drugs and infighting in an effort to destroy them if they start getting too leftist. And think about England in 1980. Ugh. Like, that's punk is just getting off the ground, but also close to being dead. But also, new wave is starting. There's all it's like the
1: satirism is coming around. Yeah. You know, there's factory records or, you know, yeah. it's teaching people how to be sad. This <laughs> yeah. was
0: a vital time. Everyone's on the dole. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: This was an important time for. They
1: loved orange juice in England
2: <laughs> for music. <laughs> yeah, that dole. That yeah. Dole. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> This Pineapple is Im- also loved it. Yeah. Oh, it's good it stuff, yeah. yeah. This is an important moment for that scene, and Courtney Love just happens to be there. Yeah. Just
0: happens to be She's there. She's like the
1: Forrest Gump of, of music no. uh, ending before it should.
0: She's like the Glennie Friedman, just always there at the right moment to take a snapshot of that scene yeah. right before it blows up.
2: And on the trip to Liverpool, they also went to England and visited the Ockenden Vietnamese refugee camp in London. What? Which, for one thing, Hank Harrison says was a CIA installation. But also, weird side note, before killing John Lennon, Mark David Chapman visited a CIA, or not, not necessarily CIA, but a Vietnamese refugee camp in, like, Arkansas. Huh. But I'm sure that's nothing. What's
0: happening here? I know. <laughs> what the fuck is happening,
1: <laughs> man? Dude, being a sheep was so much easier. <laughs> now, now I got to be a Courtney Love, fucking truther, dude. I got to.
2: So, according to a lot of accounts, when she gets to England in 1980, she immediately becomes a groupie in this scene, to the point that she apparently. Which this part's kind of comforting because it said she became a groupie for the Pogues, and I was like, "You didn't fuck that guy with a rotten teeth, Shane I hope. McGowan." Yeah. yeah, but no, it was the drummer who apparently got her pregnant. She got an abortion, but also made such a scene of it.
1: Dirty old town is actually about her pussy. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> Did I went to Ireland? Every single bar I went into, they played live music. Every single bar, every single, every single one, all over every every major city in Ireland. Every band played "Dirty Old Town" at least <laughs> once. It is the Wonderwall of Ireland, <laughs> and I love that song. But every t- every bar, it did not not happen
2: ever. And I should add, in terms of her breaking up the drummer and the
0: Pogues' marriage, yeah, don't fuck
2: sixteen-year-old groupies, dude. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean that's, that's how also you avoid his
0: band that. Yeah. in England. Sixteen is the age of consent. Still, yeah. well, all right.
1: You're going you're <laughs> to give her a baby that she has to shit out in between homework? I mean, that's rude. Uh,
2: so it's claimed by some researchers that she was, quote, no longer welcome in Liverpool by 1982. <laughs> so one of the musicians she dated around this time was a guy named Julian Cope. And during Courtney's marriage to Kurt, this guy took out a full-page ad in several music publications, and they said this. Free us from Nancy Spongen fixated heroin a-holes who cling to our greatest rock groups and suck out their brains. I mean, that could be interpreted yeah, in all I kinds think. of ways. There's, <laughs> yeah. just, there's so
1: many ways you could look at that. It's open-ended, yeah.
2: <laughs> so from England, she moves to Portland and yep. gets involved in that music scene. And we know that's true because sh- this is when she briefly joins Babes in Toyland. Right before getting kicked out of the band and they moved back to minneapolis but so whatever was happening in portland that ultimately did not take off in the 90s courtney love was involved in that too
1: or oh this is around the time that uh keith carey's biological father is in portland in a band i wonder if he ever got a <laughs> got a mickey from old courtney love <laughs>
2: probably because it said that around this time she would distribute pills like candy yummy in the portland music scene and that raises a question where's she getting like a thousand hits of acid that's it's ten thousand dollars if you're getting a really <laughs> that good that math gig. took you so <laughs> long <laughs> <It was> amazing
1: because <laughs> you did like all these hand gestures in the air you're doing this beautiful <laughs> mind <laughs> calculation <laughs> shit
2: i had to pull up the drug calculator behind yeah. yeah. <laughs> my ear
0: carry the one also everything tastes like orange and boom it's ten thousand dollars
2: that's a lot of money yeah. sure. for a 16-year-old who sure her mom has I mean, sure, money, she's selling
1: but... that pussy, but I mean it can't be worth
0: <laughs> like <laughs> there's nothing in Courtney Love that's worth 10 grand. No, no.
1: No. Yeah, no, yeah. So uh maybe a couple secrets for a tell-all book, but
0: <laughs> she also
2: worked in Alaska as a stripper for some time, which
0: Jesus Christ worst place som- to strip.
2: I sometimes think Alaska is just a CIA base. Like so much weird shit happens up there. I feel like they were like, "Come yeah, on, recharge kinda, your batteries." It's kind of
1: like snow Florida. Hang out.
0: Yeah. It's
1: a see C- out with yeah. the co-workers,
0: the CIA base and some reality television about people who have difficult lives getting crabs or Yeah, cold. it's a, it's a, yeah. it's a
1: front by the the, the <laughs> FBI and the TLC channel.
0: So, her first nice. husband, <laughs> without Discovery Networks, there is no Alaska. Yeah. Her
2: first husband says that during this time Or she told him that during this time when she was working in Alaska, quote, she slept with generals at the army base who told her secret information that proved that the wars they got us into were for our own good.
1: Oh, my God.
2: If I had heard that Courtney Love quote completely out of context, I would have been like, you fucking maniac. What are you talking about? Yeah. But hearing it in the context of this, I'm like, oh, maybe that happened. Yeah. That seems plausible.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, like you might, you might have to like, that's like the joy division for fucking generals in Alaska. It's like, we'll fly Courtney Love up to fuck you guys, you know, and try not to get too too, too loose lifts in the post-coital fucking cigarette haze.
2: So by the late 80s, she was in L.A. and had started Hole. She also got married around this time to a local punk musician named James Moreland. The Leaving Trains. Yeah, yeah. Hey,
0: hey. I've never heard of them. That's, uh, Are they a good band? Yeah, he's Courtney she, Love destroyed them. He, she stole the baby doll dress from James. He used to wear them on stage. That was his <laughs> fucking she did. thing. Yeah, and, ja- and and the leaving trains will still play shows, and you go. And it's just like it's just a broken, sad dude. It's just oh, a broken, sad guy. I've seen him in one of the Nirvana documentaries. Yes, yeah. I think he's in Kurt and Courtney, where he goes a kinder gent where Charles Manson is still Charles Manson, and he's like <laughs> still like so worked up about the whole. He's mad. Oh, he thinks so. he thinks yeah. that Courtney killed him. Uh no, she. He just destroyed uh, she destroyed just, his life Yeah, oh, okay yeah. this is
2: a quote from more or not a quote from Moreland, but he said that uh when he married courtney love he thought he was marrying quote a radical punk feminist but ended up with right-wing phyllis diller instead <laughs> nailed hilarious. it so well. right-wing phyllis <laughs> diller is the best description i've ever heard yeah and i need to know more of courtney love's politics so i can make sure it's accurate
1: there are there are a weird subsect of people that you'll meet out in the wild sometimes where it's like, yeah, I mean, I just love like, you know, like dyeing my hair and just fucking popping pills, partying, rock and roll and small government and immigrants <laughs> are destroying this country. And I I think we should be the police of the world, you know, and it's like and it's like, wait, 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 what, what?
2: So so she goes from Portland. She goes to L.A. and starts whole. And before meeting Kurt Cobain, she also dates Trent Reznor. Yep. And Billy Corgan, so those are all really big music things. Like Trent Reznor ushered in a whole new sort of thing in the night. It wasn't new, but it was a departure. And he probably is kind of a leftist type. Although I fit, I feel like she dated him and was like, "Nah, he's good. He is. He's right wing as fuck. You're fine.
0: Just give him a little bit of time. He'll win an Academy Award. <laughs> People will forget.
2: They will forget all the other things." <laughs> So, with the exception of rap music, Courtney Love is involved in a lot of important music movements. since I wish she would have gotten
1: involved in rap music. Someone might have fucking just killed her.
2: Yeah, I wish she would have dated Flavor Flav instead of Brigitte Nielsen. Oh, I man. still wish she would date Flavor Flav. Just,
0: there's still time. We, they're both still <laughs> with us. They're both still Make possible. It do it. Yeah.
1: Flavor Flav had a sitcom briefly that ran for 26 episodes on UPN called Under One Roof, and I watched it with Glee every single week. It was the worst television show I've ever seen, <laughs> and I cannot find it online anywhere. And I want to watch it again. There's a great one where Twista is like the guest for the episode, <laughs> but like for one whole summer, I just, did watched you just this... talk like
2: this the whole time it's talk yeah, and talk really Yeah, he
1: just did like you know. And it was just like it was the and it was like basically Fresh Prince of Bel Air, but it's like his like yuppie brother like was supposed to go to jail, and Flavor Flav took the blame, and now he's out, so he's got to take care of him. And he did the whole rap. He explained the whole premise of the show and the rap in the intro, and it's the fucking, the best bad television I've ever watched, and I can't have it anymore.
0: I feel like that show is made with just, well, we don't know what flavor we'll say, but we'll say all of this, and then hopefully it all ties together (laughs) when he
1: talks. Uh.
0: So this is a quote from Susan Silver,
2: who was at various times manager for Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, and Screaming Trees. And if I'm not mistaken, married to chris cornell i don't i don't know if they eventually got divorced and he remarried but she was chris cornell's wife at one point this is a quote from her after courtney hooked up with kurt it was the first time anyone had ever publicly trash talked anybody in the community it was really awful to have somebody with this addict behavior of divide and conquer we had this really lovely cohesive supportive community and this tornado came and started blowing things apart.
0: So is that Courtney Love doing her job as a CIA operative? Well, yeah, yeah. Well, but what are they trying to stop in the world? What do you they, mean? Like this is look, I'm I'm buying in. This all happened. What are they trying to stop from happening by these bands becoming successful? Bands
2: spreading leftist politics. Got it. Okay. I mean
1: I I know that's why I like that is cuz I, you know, discovered punk rock music when I was 13 years yeah. old. You know, so it's like if you like if you take these cool things, you see these cool things happening like oh, punk rock or grunge and you're like let's nip that in the bud. Right. You know, and uh what what do it from the inside? Like you know, everyone is like making has a community making a cool thing. It's like Get some pot stirrers in there, you know, and kind of yeah. That's the that's the best way to kill anything is within fighting. That's what the CIA tries to do when they destabilize governments. Yeah, anyway, that's that's in the that's in the playbook. Exactly. That's that's
2: precisely what we do to destabilize a government. Like we have foundations now that just like it seems like uh, they usually call them pro democracy organizations, and like John McCain is the head of one of them. There's a Democrat version also, and they just send people in to go hey do you hate your government let me tell you how to use facebook yeah and like courtney love does kind of seem like the music version she of was that. facebook back in the early 90s well not facebook but she was she was the one going in and kind of quelling these movements
1: yeah she was the molotov cocktail of
2: yeah it's it's crazy and there were some, after she arrived in Seattle, there were some weird incidents. Uh, for one, Kurt's friend, local poet Steve Bernstein, reportedly committing, committed suicide by slitting his own throat. Oh, that's a
0: tough way to do it. That's hard. That's a weird way.
2: But his friend, filmmaker Oliver Stone, what was convinced that he was murdered. Uh,
0: Mark Arm and Mike Starr both oh, hold on before we get to that. Does Oliver Stone think anyone dies of natural causes? Like is he <laughs> I, think, I think
2: Oliver Stone is a Russian agent. <laughs> sure myself. So who knows? Yeah. Uh, Mark Arm and Mike Starr both near-fatally overdosed after shooting up in separate incidents with Courtney Love. She was well,
1: there both times. She just wow. had a better tolerance.
0: <laughs> Mark Arm is, of course, of Mudhoney. Mike Starr was the original drummer of uh, Alice in Chains. Allison Chains, yeah. Mia Zapata, that murder
2: happened, which I what didn't know. What was her
0: band? The we talked about gets. her before. The
2: gets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they had a tour planned where they were going to shadow the Pope as he traveled across the United oh, States yeah. oh, that's awesome. and play a bunch of concerts kind of speaking out against the Vatican oh, is that what and their policies.
0: the papal I've been yeah. doing, I've been using <laughs> it wrong in sentences it's on me
2: and she got murdered in the streets of Seattle about a month before that tour happened and then when the members of Tad organized a benefit to raise money to research and investigate her murder Courtney Love shows up and starts a fight backstage that somehow starts a fire Wow! and almost ends the benefit. But well, didn't look, benef-
0: to be fair, most benefits need a fire and a fight. Absolutely. Absolutely. To really yeah, kick I mean, it off, to really get it going.
1: What? What? Are you, you got a cheese plate? Come on, yeah. man. Start a fight.
2: So then we'll end by talking about Kristen Faff, who is another really weird death in Courtney Love's inner King. circle. She died 10 weeks after Kurt. After Kurt. Okay. Right. And she was talked into joining Hole, basically. They, I mean, they offered oh, her a lot of money. She was the bassist, right? She was the bassist that they credit with making that album. Right, so right, 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 mm. right. I remember
0: this. And this was a real buried story when this happened. It was real, like, oh, another someone, somebody that Courtney Love knows died, but Kurt Cobain's still dead. This one is almost more damning than
2: the Courtney Love story. It just involves Eric Erlandson, who was. Who is the Courtney gu- Love's lifelong friend and guitar player? Guitar in Hole. Hole, yeah. But it just involves him instead of
0: Courtney Love, but it's pretty fucking crazy. Well, without Faff dying, you don't get Melissa Ofdemur. Yeah. Who is, anyway. That'd be all right. All right. I love her. I, yeah, but
2: it would have been cool if Kristen Faff lived and Melissa Maur just joined another band. But uh, <laughs> her family tried to talk her out of joining Hole specifically because of Eric Erlandson and Courtney Love's drug use. But nevertheless, she joins Hole, and within a couple months, Eric Erlinson is her boyfriend now, and she's addicted to heroin. Yep. Nice. And by all accounts, she was emotionally traumatized by Courtney Love. Like, she would make suggestions in the studio, and Courtney Love would scream at her and call her stupid. Yep. And she was very unhappy with the experience in general. Uh, So once they finish recording the album, she goes back to Minneapolis She has to contractually go on this world tour, but other than that, she wants nothing to do with this band. Yeah. Around this time, Kristen Pfaff's mother says that Cobain asked her to join a new band he was forming. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's interesting. That's pretty cool. But then Kurt died, and Kristen Pfaff, as a result of Kurt dying, quits using drugs altogether. She's like, I get it. I'm going to die if I keep doing this. I need to get it together. And she's getting ready to go on this tour, but she's moved to Minneapolis, but she still has all her shit in Seattle. So she and a friend, a guy named, where the fuck is it? Paul Erickson. Paul Erickson. They rent a U-Haul and drive to Seattle to get Kristen Pfaff's stuff. Now, remember, by this time, she's off drugs. She's off
0: drugs. She's done with Hole.
2: She's done with Hole. She's off drugs. She's just going back to Seattle to get her stuff. This is
0: live through this era Hole. Right,
2: right. And her friend Paul Erickson, because the neighborhood that she lived in was so concentrated with heroin users, he slept in the in the U-Haul overnight to make sure no one stole her shit mm-hmm. And what he claims is that at one point Eric Erlinson shows up, walks into the apartment, is there for about 30 minutes, and then leaves. The next morning, Paul Erickson finds Kristen faff dead of a heroin overdose in her bathtub
0: oh shit jesus christ which that why has that not been investigated so, you know, why have so, i never heard that uh yeah i've never heard that part of the story so it sounds to me like eric is courtney's handler eric is like courtney's right and on the ground
1: she, she's kind of yeah. like hey you're a fine guitar player but i mean if you want to roll with me you got to do some dirty work but i
2: think he's or in on he's, it, yeah, uh, yeah, it he's seems on like it. he's in and this is a huge book we didn't cover everything but yeah that's kind of the implication is that he's part of it too yeah i'm the oh, one that paul
0: sits,
1: erickson's part of it
0: no that uh, eric erlandson oh, yeah, Erick yeah. yeah guitar player from hole yeah and because if you remember when all those weird videos of courtney and kurt are going around with francis bean Eric is the one filming them. Eric is like present in their life. He's always right. around.
1: Oh, okay. Interesting.
0: Yeah. So when you watch that montage of Hex stuff or any of that stuff where it's like the two of them kind of weird and naked with the baby, Eric's the one in the room filming them. That's not just, weird that's, at all. That's
1: very, very strange. <laughs> <laughs> that's not good.
2: So police, when they find Kristen Pfaff, not only do they find drug paraphernalia and drugs in her apartment...
0: They also find that several pages from her journal have been removed. Holy shit. Oh, my God. Is she <laughs> fucking practicing faff handwriting? Yeah. <laughs> There's a fucking sheet of faff handwriting.
2: But that's weird. That's
1: biz- Yeah. That's that like, is
2: really these, fucking weird. She, they, are,
1: they are so bad at murder, but they keep getting away with it.
2: And then the question becomes, well, if they were this bad at it, why wouldn't they get arrested? Because they're in the CIA. Because they're, yeah, they're untouchable. Yeah. There you can't arrest them. Hey, we, not we real. just we
1: just got a call from the feds. It said, Stop <laughs> if you like having a kid that is alive. They said that's for everybody. Yeah, uh, I just got this uh,
0: it's got this weird text. It says there's no one you know we can't get. Is yeah, that weird Should It I says stop? we know yeah. what you did. I
1: got it. You an know Amber what I'm talking about. It says
2: I'm in a black van yeah. right now. Like that, but <laughs> I don't <That's> even strike <laughs>
1: Dude, I feel like uh, this pizza truck is following me around. <laughs>
0: So, I'm sorry, wait. Should we be using our real names on this? No. Okay. No, yeah. No. I'm, I'm Connor
2: McSpadden. Thank you for listening. I, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, that doesn't help. He's still... <laughs> still. I'm, I'm Alan Todd Beige. French. <laughs> yeah. And I'm Trevor Krauk. And I uh, really <laughs> enjoyed being here. So, the last
2: thing, and this is probably just an unimportant side note, but the same coroner who immediately ruled Kurt Cobain's death Cobain's death as a suicide immediately ruled Kristen Pfaff's death as an accidental overdose and decided there was no need for further investigation.
0: But I'm sure it's just they only got the one corner. It's that yeah. one corner up there, and he's like, nah, these kids and heroin. <laughs>
1: Every exactly.
2: time.
0: Ah, I'm just, eh, you know. Man. It's a
2: weird. Like, this you show is, me a
1: picture of Eric Erlandson. I want to see if he it looks, looks like, like a looks like Tom
2: Petty.
0: He looks like a Tom Petty. Yeah, he does kind of yeah. look like Tom Petty. But like Tom Petty, if yeah, this looks
1: like Tom Petty. Oh, this oh, guy he looks a shit ton like Tom Petty. Yeah. Yo, this guy is a murderer. That's he's got yeah, a murder that face.
0: That guy works oh,
1: for this, the government. Look at looks, this motherfucker. That
2: picture looks like he's about to record
0: a YouTube video about chemtrails. Oh yeah. It also, looks like he's Eric Stoltz in the mask trying to be Tom
1: Petty. He looks like someone like made a shitty clone of Beck, and they just didn't really <laughs> nail
2: it. So that guy's definitely our, not out there murdering people on Beck, behalf of the CIA.
0: Our bet got a little melty and a little stretchy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little not totally
1: what we were going for. The first pancake of Beck's.
2: <laughs> so that's the MK Ultra and Courtney Love conspiracy. Jesus and Christ. It's one of the craziest ones I think we've covered, but it's, it's also not not compelling shockingly
0: it,
1: convincing yeah. it, you know
0: it, it makes the title of live through this even more terrifying yes like it's less of a like oh what i've endured it's more of a warning it's more of i'm coming for well it. and don't yeah. forget live through this was released a week before he died
2: right uh or but, a week after he died so that title had been in the works for months right 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 right, right. it's not like they just that's the name of the first whole of, album yeah well, the one that came out the, 10 the days one. after he yeah. died
1: yeah. oh shit yeah yeah, it's probably Fuck. through this. That's, that's some real, you know, uh, ready to die, life after death shit. Yeah, you know? for sure.
0: I mean, it also should be called, I am not a CIA operative. <laughs> I mean, that should have been the title yeah.
1: of it. It's called AIC. <laughs>
0: uh.
2: So that's, that's that conspiracy. Jesus Christ. I find it rather compelling. We'll probably cover more stuff from this book. There's, but if anyone wants to read it, <sighs> yeah. Drugs as a Weapon Against Us, there's some crazy shit in there. My God. And, man. Courtney Love is in the CIA,
0: <laughs> and then she tries to break into Hollywood. After that, then she right. tries. To, we got to find she someone. tries to assassinate Jim Carrey, right? And did a pretty good job. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All
2: right, so we should wrap it up. This was a fun episode. Travis, thank you for joining us. Dan, thanks for having weeks. me on. This yeah, was buddy. really
0: cool and uh, fun to talk about all this crazy shit around. Uh, Fuck yeah, Jesus! When we inevitably
2: yeah. talk about this again on Heart Shape Pod, we'll have to have, have Connor.
1: Connor on. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, have to yeah. close the loop
2: because <laughs> that's definitely going to happen. And dude,
0: it turns out Connor's an operative and murders all of us. Oh my god, this whole time they sent me to infiltrate uh,
1: Upstart Podcasting <laughs> operations.
0: <laughs> it makes sense.
1: Yeah, it's, and it's...
2: frankly, I'd be honored. To die that way, like the like, government like, oh, I, a
0: stooge after you? I've man, been slowly uh-oh. poisoning Tony Hinchcliffe and Brian Redband. <laughs> Up and coming comedy assassin. Connor McSpadden took me out. What a fucking honor. I feel oh, so man. good.
1: Yeah. Well, you shouldn't have slept in the U-Haul. That's <laughs> that's always the mistake. It never helped me move. That's what you've learned.
2: <laughs> so what do we have to plug before we get out of here? This is a free episode, so check out patreon.com slash unpops. For a bonus episode of me, Connor, and Travis talking about Kurt Cobain's death, uh, which went up last week, and to get bonus episodes of all the
0: podcasts
2: that I co-host with.
1: Sussed as fuck
2: all these great people, including Heart Pod. Heart
0: Pod funny. is what I would recommend you also check out. That's our All Nirvana podcast. Unclear how it's going to end still. There's yeah, no... I don't know. I'm excited. <laughs> sure. I'm really excited uh, to see how that story I mean, ends. It's been a while since I put I out... wonder what he's up to I now. I don't know, because he have put out a record in a he while. He made a record. Yeah. I'm curious. Crazy. Uh, so yeah, check out Heartshape Pod. Also follow me on the socials at Mr. Travis Clark.
1: Oh, man, big old Mean Boys tour. I'm probably right in the thick of it right now. We're going to Wisconsin, fucking other places, Chicago, uh, Fort Wayne. It's on the website. You probably heard me say the dates before. New York, Philly, D.C., uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, Tickets are cheap, and it's a fun time. So buy them at MeanBoysPodcast.com.
2: All right, let's get the fuck out of here. Connor, say goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Travis, say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. People of Earth.